0: Hey there folks, we're here once more unto the breach, back at it again and of course and I guess this is our our last opportunity to do so this year, we want to wish all you members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars Bar of a tribe, happy gay pride. To all of you, hope you're having yourselves a grand, gay old time this month, celebrating pride. Not that you queens out there, not that you'll slow down or anything. To you girls, every month is gay pride. The party never ends. Speaking of pride though, HBO Max They are clearly not down for the LGBTQ struggle. Folks, I did not get a virtue signaling email from them until Thursday, this past Thursday, the 23rd, a week, a week before Pride officially ends. This is the best those clowns can do. So disrespectful. You folks over at HBO Max, so disrespectful to the tribe. And of course, our, our usual public service announcement for all you whorish queens out there. And you know who you are. And again, you really need to embrace who you are. Own it. Don't go out there and catch yourself the monkey pox this pride. Even if they're going to rebrand monkeypox to something else. I don't care what they call it. Just don't. You girls out there. Just don't do it. Do we want to talk about abortion? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's being talked to death everywhere else. So no need for me to to pile on with more. I will though. I'll at least update our running tally on on virtue signaling companies, paying for abortion related travel, your company paid vacation with an abortion thrown in. So we've mentioned before Amazon, Starbucks, Tesla, Citigroup, Levi Strauss, Yelp, MasterCard, Microsoft. Now we can add, and I'm sure there'll be more, a lot more in the coming days. But now we have Dick's. Settle down out there, you horny queens. I'm talking about Dick's Sporting Goods, not, well, you know what. They're covering $4,000 which I believe is what Amazon is covering. You also have Expedia, Alaska Airlines, J.P. Morgan, Netflix, Uber, Lyft, Salesforce, Gucci, Paramount, and get this, folks, Disney, the Walt Disney Company, home to your kid's fantasy world, If you work for them, they'll now help you get an abortion. This just floors me. The extent to which companies, they will go to either virtue signal to customers or potential customers or to placate their hysterical employees who have to drag their politics, drag their social justice activism into the workplace. Now, as I said before, not only am I a queen, but I'm an old queen at 52, soon to be 53. But you know, 20 years ago, hell, maybe even 10 years ago, companies, most companies, they wouldn't have touched this with a 10-foot pole, put themselves, gone out and publicly, hey, look at us, we're paying for our employees to travel to get an abortion. I just can't imagine running a business and wanting to get that involved in my employees' lives. You want to get an abortion? Fine. Leave me the hell out of it. Not something I need to know about. But I guess not. Nowadays, your employer, that's mommy and daddy. Or mommy and mommy. Or daddy and daddy. Or non-binary parent one and non-binary parent two. Out to take care of you no matter what. You need an abortion? Sure. Here's your plane ticket. Here's your hotel voucher. Here's your per diem. Don't forget your insurance card. Free abortions for everyone. Oh, speaking of whorish queens, a friend of mine in New York, you want to talk about a whorish queen. He's the Ronan Rubenstein of New York. Out to get banged by half the queens in the greater New York metropolitan area. Like Ronan, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, likes to get banged by half the guys in L.A. You don't need to wave your hand, white boy Malcolm X. I just remembered on my own. First thing that popped in my head when that came out of my mouth. Ah, crap. Completely forgot to lay off the, the Ronan Rubenstein jokes for a while sorry about that Ronan you know we're just playing around here having a little bit of fun with you coming out as a bisexual it's just a joke Ronan but I'll I will try to take a break from it for a while maybe possibly but my whore friend in New York and another thing don't you get too triggered out there you hypersensitive queens. Oh, how dare you judge him. How dare you stigmatize him. I'm not judging or stigmatizing. The guy's a whore. He owns it too. He is really proud of what he does. But he sends me these screenshots of some of the studs he gets on Grinder. Grinder for you innocents out there, that's where horny queens where they go to hook up with other horny queens. Don't ask. But my friend, he's a grinder super user. And like I said, he'll sometimes he'll send me screenshots, G-rated pics. He's not a complete pervert. But that man is more active on Grinder with random hookups than white boy Malcolm X, than he is with his Ronald McDonald blow-up doll. Ah, crap. Completely forgot to lay off the Ronald McDonald blow-up doll jokes for a bit. Sorry about that, white boy Malcolm X. I'm just playing around, having myself a little bit of fun. But I get this text from my friend, the grinder whore, and he sends me Two screenshots from Grinder. The first is some banner ad or something. Grinder offers and it says gender affirming surgery. And the second pick, I assume he clicked on a link or something. It's an ad. It says gender affirmation on your terms, six full time surgeons, six hundred plus. Gender affirmation surgeries each year. It's from some place called the Crane Center. The ad also has a a transgender woman in some. Well, I assume they meant it as a a seductive pose. But, but you know what? There isn't any amount of filters or Photoshop that could make her even remotely attractive. I saw that pic, and I was like, bless her heart. I hope they didn't charge her for that gender affirmation surgery. Need to go get herself a strip mall lawyer and sue the living hell out of them for that butchering. Ollie London, that nut job white kid who butchered his face six ways to Sunday to look like that BTS singer Park Jimin and now identifies as Korean. He's a more believable Korean than she is a woman. I'm just saying. So I text my friend and I'm like, what the hell is that? And he's like, not exactly, but he's like, no duh. Transgender advertising. I'm like, on Grinder. they have ads for transgender surgeries. Oops, I am so sorry about that, folks. Gender affirmation surgeries. On Grindr, the gay hookup app. I mean, the only reason to use Grinder is to get you some sex, to fool around, With some other horny queen. And he's like. You won't believe. The number of. Transgender. And non-binary. On Grindr. They're everywhere. Of course I'm like. I wouldn't know. But I totally believe you. Because what have I been saying. For some time now. The LGBTQ tribe. Are lovable. Star Wars bar of a tribe they've abandoned sexual orientation as a common denominator or at least downplayed it significantly we're all about gender identity now so to me given that paradigm shift it makes perfect sense that the I think it's the biggest out there again folks I don't know, but it makes perfect sense to me that a gay hookup app that is being overrun with transgenders and non-binary folks with their super special pain in the ass pronouns. But whatever floats your boat out there, just stay safe and you have fun with that. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one, it's from the Daily Wire. Megan Rapinoe tells girls, parents, to suck it up over trans athletes. Your kid's volleyball team just isn't that important. So Megan Rapinoe, she's that purple-headed soccer lesbian. Correct, white boy Malcolm X? I mean, hold on a second, sir. I know she plays soccer, I know she has purple hair, I was just confirming the lesbian part and no all women athletes are lesbians jokes either, we're not going there, so what do you think, yes or no, you think, not quite a yes or no, but we'll go with you being mostly a yes. So now we've got not one, but two obnoxious, purple-headed leftists out there. You got Nicole Hannah-Jones at the Woke New York Times, that half-assed journalist with her made-up fantasy history lessons, and now Megan Rapinoe. And so Megan, she had a chat with Time Magazine, Note to self, Time Magazine is still around. Who knew? But her chat with Time, that was published on Sunday, last Sunday. And in her talk with Time, she said that she was 100% supportive of trans inclusion in girls' sports, and she dismissed concerns about fairness. And here's a little quote, what she said. I would also encourage everyone out there who is afraid someone's going to have an unfair advantage over their kid to really take a step back and think, what are we actually talking about here? We're talking about people's lives. I'm sorry, your kid's high school volleyball team just isn't that important. And I think people also need to understand that sports is not the most important thing in life right? Life is the most important thing in life. Talk about fapid platitudes there. Life is the most important thing about life. So another moral coward, like Anthony, Kevin Spacey tried to diddle me 30 years ago, and now I'm butthurt and want a payday rap. Another moral coward, terrified of our Gender identity overlords in the tribe. Terrified of being called a mean name. Terrified of being turned from hero to villain in the vapid gay media. How quickly, white boy Malcolm X, how quickly do you think she'd become a turf, if the coach replaced her with a transgender woman? Megan, you're out of here. We got Melissa the Sasquatch. She's our new forward. I mean, it's all fun and games when someone else is getting screwed over. But I wonder how pissed off she'd get, how morally indignant she'd get if it happened to her. Okay, Megan, dear. Go cower in your corner. Go hide from the gender identity mob. And I thought the lesbians, they were the adults in the tribe. God knows the queens aren't, or the other clowns in the mangled alphabet we have. Not like any of them are either. Maybe they still are, but definitely not Megan. Her and her purple hair, too busy genuflecting correctly, I guess. From the New York Post, I'm in love, but haters say my husband must be gay or have a fat fetish. Love knows no bounds or pound limit. You can say that again. And social media star Alicia McCarville aims to prove it post by viral post. I probably shouldn't go anywhere near this one. Anytime you make any comment about a woman and her weight, the Twitter rage monkeys go nuts. Really, really nuts. And this one, Alicia McCarville, She's a Canadian influencer, influencer, a body positive activist, and she has about 700,000 followers on Instagram. And about 5 million followers on TikTok. Probably rubberneckers being like, what the hell is that hot mess about? And as a random aside, these body positive activists, they're just really fat people who don't want to be judged for being morbidly obese. How dare you judge me for being fat? And that's gotten so bad I remember reading an article on it a few months back and, you know, there are a a lot of health issues that go with being, well, I'll just say Tubby McTubster. Let's see, you got type 2 diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, risk of strokes, all sorts of health-related issues. And the article I read, it was talking about how some of these hysterical body-positive people, they were going nuts because some medical professional or some medical group, I can't remember which, was pointing that out, that it's not healthy to be that fat. Like they can wish diabetes away, With their body positivity. No. And who gets to pay for it? Everyone else. But this one, Canadian influencer, Alicia McCarville, She's Jabba the Hutt's sister. Waddling around in her circus tent. But her man, and I know he's not ginger white boy Malcolm X, but I think even you, you would find him to be a strapping stud of a man. But I guess she's all butt hurt. She went on to TikTok to cry about it, because people are saying that he must be gay, or that he fetishizes fat women if he's with her. And you know who I bet that is saying that to her? He's either gay or into fat women. Queens and other women. Queens, because they're hoping he is, hoping that he's on grinder behind her back, going out and having himself a
1: grand
0: gay old time. And the local Canadian queens, they might be able to enjoy a little bit of that on the side. And other women, because, well... We know how some women can be about other women. Not all women, but you ladies know what I'm talking about. And don't even try to deny it. You're almost as bad as queens are with each other with the catty comments. Alicia, I hate to break it to you, but he's a big old queen. Full stop. What are we about? halfway through the podcast, and there goes my voice. So, sorry, folks. Don't mean to be all raspy. Guess I'll have to get me some herbal tea or something. But we're just going to keep plowing through. Again, I apologize. Planning for your next trip? Our next story is from BuzzFeed. Those hysterical millennial Gen Z brats over at BuzzFeed. I'm newly obsessed with the Japanese style method for making iced coffee at home. And honestly, American cold brew doesn't even compare. My only regret is that I didn't start doing this sooner. And this is by Ross Yoder. And Ross is a a New York-based food and lifestyle staffer by day, recipe developer, and food stylist by night. No idea what a food stylist is. I guess he adds kale or some other fancy garnish to the plate, styles up your salmon with a miso glaze, an organic couscous or whatever. You know... You Gen X boomer editors out there, you need to just stop. Quit gaslighting your dopey millennial Gen Z writers out there into writing these idiotic articles. And we've had a couple of these stories now. These moronic embarrassment to journalism articles, which is saying a lot given the state of the media these days. We had that one somewhat recently, The Problem with Hey Guys, written by some soy boy, some pajama boy millennial. I forgot what the other story was. And this one, Japanese-style iced coffee. This definitely has Gen X Boomer editor joke written all over it. And I can see this guy. Hey there. I'd like to pitch you a story. Okay. I'd like to write about the Japanese-style method for making iced coffee at home. Editor's probably thinking, Oh, Jesus Christmas. Is this idiot for real? Hmm. Tell me more. I'm newly obsessed with it. Editor's next thought. Please, dear God. Please, 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 strike me down right fricking now. And American cold brew doesn't even compare. My only regret is that I didn't start drinking it earlier. And so you want to write about that Japanese style method of making iced coffee. Oh, yes. What do you think? Well, isn't that cultural appropriation? A white person drinking Japanese iced coffee? Writing about it? I know we're BuzzFeed, but we have to have some standards. I didn't think we had any standards. No, that's Axios. We have one or two. So is that a now? As a millennial Gen Z kid, I don't want to offend anyone ever about anything. Ross Yoder... You'd really give up that Pulitzer. What Pulitzer? The Pulitzer that I can guarantee is yours. You write an article about Japanese iced coffee and how it doesn't even compare to American iced coffee, especially if you play up the regret you have for not having tried it sooner. Even with the cultural appropriation, I really don't want to offend anyone ever about anything. They taught me that at NYU after they took away my testicles and spine. I think, even with the cultural appropriation, you do this article, Ross. The Pulitzer Committee, I don't think they would want the enormous outrage that would follow if they failed to recognize great journalism like that. Oh, wow. You really think so? I know so. Get writing, Ross. See, folks, another crafty Gen X boomer editor out there tricking this dopey millennial Gen Z kid into embarrassing himself with this disaster and embarrassment of an article, which is saying a lot, given that it's published on BuzzFeed. And so now at this point, We have talked enough about iced coffee, foul iced coffee, made from Satan's dried-out bowel movements, ground down, and filtered through water. And as you're sucking one of those things down, you have fun with that. From CNBC, Amazon demonstrates Alexa mimicking the voice of a deceased relative. So with this one, Amazon, who again, folks, will give you $4,000 if you need to travel to get yourself an abortion. Amazon had some NERD conference, RE Mars conference, had that in Las Vegas. And on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, they demonstrated a way for users to maybe possibly speak to their family members through Alexa even after they've died. And apparently, all they need to do that, folks, is not even a minute of recorded audio. Which to me is kind of creepy, playing a dead person's voice from one of those speakers. Like I want to hear Mama Frost from Beyond the Grave talking to me through one of those things. Then again, I use HomePod, so the best I have is a a non-binary Siri to listen to. And Siri, even non-binary Siri, they, or Zier, they're kind of dumb. Like Beta O'Rourke, Beta O'Rourke, kind of dumb. You folks at Apple, perhaps... Less time screaming racism for being forced into the office a few days a week. More time making Siri smarter than Beta or Megan McCain or David Hogg. That might help just a bit. And that's a low bar to hit too. But no, they still can't get there. You know who I want to use as my Alexa voice? If I got one of those things, white boy Malcolm X? Kestin Buttigieg, that low rank queen from Indiana. I'm sure there's plenty of audio out there. Him yapping. Yep, 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 yep. Carrying on about something or other. Now that would be hilarious. Alexa, what's the weather outside? Oh honey, it's damn hot out. So don't you be wearing one of your cheap suits that I gotta take to the dry cleaner later. Alexa, add some Oreos to my shopping cart. Now, I'm not sure you should be doing that, you fat queen. Do you? Alexa, who's the president of the United States? Oh, that's creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. But I personally think that Pete Buttigieg, the absolutely brilliant, Secretary of Transportation, he would make a much better president. And his husband, Chastain Buttigieg, who is not a low rank queen from Indiana, he would make a better first lady, by far, than Jackie Kennedy. On second thought, not so much. From the Wall Street Journal, wedding guests are broke, tired, And begging for mercy. This year could approach a record for the number of marriages being celebrated. Everyone and their mom in my life is getting married. And this is why I don't go to weddings. One of the reasons I don't go to weddings anymore. And this story and what people are having to put out, financially speaking, calm down out there, you horny queens to travel here, there, and everywhere to go to these weddings. Plus, you got to get these freeloaders who are most likely going to wind up getting divorced in the next few years. Got to get them something from their obnoxiously overpriced wedding registry. Please buy me a $1,000 toaster or a bread maker from Williams-Sonoma that I'll wind up using Maybe twice a year. My last wedding, the last wedding I went to, that was for my cousin in of course New Jersey. Well it was my it was my cousin's daughter's wedding, which I believe is my first cousin once removed. Something like that. But at least it was in Princeton, which is nice. But she's a millennial. An older millennial. And that wedding, between her and her dopey husband, it was a multi-hour spectacle in narcissism. The blowhard speeches, the video tributes from them to each other, to the two of them, from all their dopey, hysterical millennial friends. And that side of the family... Mama Frost side of the family, they're a bunch of drunks. They're lovable, but they're a bunch of drunks. So there's plenty of booze to go around, even for them, which is saying something. That side of the family, they will drink you out of house and home. But there's no amount of drunk that can overcome something like that. God, was that torture. And I have a friend, another friend, a straight friend, not a horse queen friend on grinder. But this friend, we were talking the other day, and he's got this wedding in Vermont he has to go to. And he says it's going to set him and his wife back about two grand. The travel, the hotel, the gift. Apparently there's some insufferable event during the weekend as part of the wedding and they have to get special outfits for it or she does and he's like what the hell I gotta shell out two grand for this some of these people they have no shame having these events and just expecting everyone to shell out whatever it takes to make them happy not that I am ever 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 going to get married but if I did I'd elope no elaborate wedding I would not ask people to travel I would not ask people for gifts not even white boy Malcolm X even though I know he has more than enough money to go around he's got that X trust fund folks That queen, tons of Benjamins, but not even him. I wouldn't ask for a damn thing. Probably just be like, yeah, we got married last weekend. We eloped just to spare everyone the torture of another wedding. But I know some people out there, crazy people out there who like them. And if you do, you have fun. Paying for all that. And just in time, since, well, I don't know how much longer. I don't know how much more I have with my voice. Our last story is from Neon Nettle. Jesse Smollett. Yes, folks, that lying Black Queen is back. Jesse Smollett, if I had done this, I'd be a piece of... Well, for the sake of this article, for the sake of this podcast, we'll just say crap. If I had done this, I'd be a piece of crap. Disgraced Hollywood convict continues to claim innocence. I'll tell you what, white boy Malcolm X. Jussie, that lying black queen, he just can't help himself with a public lying. It's like an out of control tick or something. He's speaking publicly. The siren song of the lie takes hold. And out they come. One whopper after another. And this latest fit, he was on some serious XM show. Someone named Sway. Not sure if that's a guy or a girl or a non-binary folk with super special pain in the ass pronouns. Never heard of him or her or they or Zeer. But Jussie, on his 40th birthday, happy birthday, Jussie, you lying black queen. He was on that show crying once more that he was innocent. And this is what he said. If I had done this, I'd be a piece of, well, we'll just say crap again. I'd be a piece of crap. And I don't think that's really questionable. No, Jesse, that it's not. And he continued. If I had done something like this, it would mean that I stuck my fist in the pain of black African Americans in this country for over 400 years. It would mean that I stuck my fist in the fears of the LGBTQ plus community all over the world. I am not that mother effer. And he did not just say, Mother effer. But yes, princess, yes, you are. And as a random aside, that's why I like to call him a lying black queen. Because he's the one dragging his race into this. He's the one dragging his being a big old queen into this. I'd be perfectly happy calling him a a plain old liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. But if he's going to drag his race and sexual orientation into it, well, I guess I will too. And if that's not comical enough, Jussie, that lying black queen, going out and lying again, I have been proven wrong on Jussie's downward life spiral. If you remember, folks, I hypothesized that Jussie, he was looking at a future as a as a barista at Starbucks once this was all over. Maybe a, a shift supervisor if he didn't lie too much and did a halfway decent job. But I was wrong. Way wrong about that. He released a song back in March. The article mentioned it. And I looked it up in Apple Music. He's got a song in there. Thank you, God. Probably sold two copies. Him and his mother. And I'm sure God's probably like, why the hell are you dragging me into this? You silly, lying black queen. Don't thank me yet. I've already told St. Peter. He is in for a, a world of hurt. He lets your lying black, gay ass, through those pearly gates. Off you go to hell. And then, of course, folks, Satan has to get involved. Uh, no. Hell no. I'm not letting that lying black queen in here. Not happening. I ain't letting Milo Yiannopoulos, that queen, ex-queen, whatever, In here. Jussie Smollett. His lying gay black ass. That ain't coming in here either. So I guess Jussie. When he exits this earth. He's going to purgatory. With Milo Yiannopoulos. That queen. Ex-queen. Whatever. Him and all the millennial. Gen Z kids. With the super special. Pain in the ass pronouns. Nobody wants them either. And if you don't understand that joke, you really do need to listen to more of my podcasts. These stories, they're cumulative. And if that's not bad enough, him shrieking like a banshee, him shrieking like a, a hysterical millennial Gen Z kid when you misgender them, he's also made his directorial debut he did that back in May on BET+. Plus. I guess that's the extra woke version of BET with the film B-Boy Blues. And that's about a black queen who gets assaulted in Chicago by racist, homophobic MAGA rednecks. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> I tell you what, that is... Too fantastical a tale for anyone to believe. No, B-Boy Blues, the tagline for that is, Class and culture clash when a college-educated journalist from Brooklyn and a homeboy bike messenger from Harlem fall in love. So a gay film, no idea if any of these folks, they're playing gay for pay or are the real thing. But this is about a black guy who acts like Whitey and a gangster homeboy who fall in love. Sounds riveting. I'll tell you what about the black community. And white boy Malcolm X, I know you're fake black. I know you identify as black. So please, sir, don't get too butthurt about this. But I don't think There's anything you can do where they won't, even if just to stick it to Whitey, they don't give you a free pass. Look at how they embraced O.J. Simpson. Double murderer, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. Look at how they embraced Michael Jackson, pedophile, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. Look at how they embraced Michael Vick, convicted dog torturer. And now this, lying black queen, Jussie Smollett, fakes a hate crime, fakes a double hate crime, convicted of faking a double hate crime. And what do those woke folk over at BET Plus do, gives them a job. I bet if you were black and you went out there and diddled some small kids, killed a couple people, tortured some dogs, and faked a hate crime, did all those things, one after another after another, I bet you BET Plus would give you a job just to stick it to Whitey. Like Patrice Khan coolers, buying all those houses just to disrupt White supremacy. BET plus. Giving convicts jobs. Just to disrupt. Whitey's criminal justice system. Great job there. You woke folk. Over at BET plus. So on that note. Since I cannot top. This lying black queen. Lying again. Even if everyone. And their brother. Sister or non-binary relative knows he's lying just because his lips are moving. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug-pull this podcast. Well, there's that in my voice. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.